1: what's going on everybody it's game that tune back in the house once again oh man it's your boy john harrington here we got david fleming with us say hey hey we got jesse moore say hey hey and we got the motherfucking birthday boy john regan <laughs> Say motherfucking hey.
0: Motherfucking hey, this is how I'm spending my birthday. We
1: are awesome mature adults who spend our birthdays recording podcasts. How absurd. <laughs> um, if you just joined us here on Game That Tune, you should wish John a happy birthday in the uh, live stream chat. And uh, what we do is we listen to video game music. We've each brought three songs from a game. We try and guess the games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We goof off. We have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays a bonus tune. And I won last week's fantastic episode. And I figured since uh, since we're now deeply entrenched in autumn, and, uh, you know, the time just changed, it now gets dark really, really fucking early. Figured we'd use a little time travel theme, fall back into some prequel games. And, uh, I, when I picked that theme, you know, I didn't really realize how, uh, how few video game prequels there were. This was, uh, this was an enlightening experience for me, researching this episode. Did anybody else run into the, uh, trouble of finding a game for this episode?
2: <laughs> yes. See, my problem was, I found a lot of video game prequels, many of which we have already used on the show.
0: True. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, uh, I'll to
2: use, oh, wait.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, Yoshi's Island, oh, that's a great game, oh. Uh, Oh, crud.
1: You know, nobody wants to talk about Yoshi's Island DS, so I better just uh, move on from that. Yeah, yeah, my... uh,
3: Shit, shit, dude. Oh, right, crap. Ha,
1: ha, ha. Um... Yeah, you know, I've realized that like half the Metal Gear series is prequels now, and you know, uh, but also half of that half is games I don't want to revisit. So it's it's going to be an interesting night. I'm looking forward to seeing what everybody's brought to the uh, brought to the table. We've uh, each brought a great game. We got a great fan request tonight, and uh, yeah, we're just uh, we're just going to have as much fun as possible, man. Like I said, it's John Regan's birthday, so there's just going to be this sound all the time, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a blast. So uh, Johnny, what do you got coming for game one?
3: Game 1.
0: so this game has the same name as an existing game however it's actually a totally different game and is in fact a prequel to said game that's so one one name two games one's a prequel is that gonna
1: count as trivia tonight john all the games are prequels (laughs) oh oh there aren't they this will give it away Well, well, well. Hmm. What an absurd way to start the episode.
0: Yes, yes, it is. Okay, let's see here. Jesse says butts, which is incorrect. David and John both say Battletoads for Game Boy, which is correct. This is Battletoads for Game Boy. It sure How is. Was there a prequel to this game? Yeah, you know, that's,
1: uh... Intriguing
0: to me.
2: (laughs) So. Because, well, only because, if I recall correctly, the story of Battletoads was, like, a self-contained thing. So how could there possibly be, like... Were they just turned into the Battletoads and they forgot about it?
0: Hmm, that's a good question. So, here's how I think this is a prequel. So, Battletoads comes out on NES. Battletoads comes out on Game Boy. Game Boy version is a completely different game. Then NES Battletoads gets ported to Game Boy as Battletoads in Ragnarok's World, mm-hmm. a sequel to this Game Boy game. Ergo, this Game Boy game is now a prequel to
1: the NES game. See, yeah, that that actually kind of follows, because, but mm, still, that's uh I don't know, that's tough. I I saw this on the list of like prequel video games. It was like, really though, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, See, I'm confused because I'm
2: looking at the list of prequel video games and I do not see Battletoads on it,
1: so. Oh, okay. Um, But anyway, uh, speaking of the story of the game, I've got the the synopsis pulled up. Johnny, did you read the synopsis of the story to like, you know, like the intro to the game? Yes, but I'll let, you, I'll let you go ahead and read it. I, I doubt any of this is portrayed, but I love this as the story. Having taken a break from their adventures, the battle toads Rash, Zitz, and Pimple spend some time in the Lost Vega system. Haha. The Toads <laughs> find themselves entranced by the alluring charms of an exotic dancer, but are ambushed when the dancer is revealed to be the Dark Queen. <laughs> During the ensuing fight, Rash and Pimple are taken away, leaving Zitz as the only available Toad. With aid from Professor T-Birds, it's waged a one toad war, culminating in a brutal showdown. Uh, blah blah blah. Um, I would love it if this game co- like contained that much like information in like an opening cinematic on the fucking Game Boy. Like, yes. here's some toads hanging out on a Vegas at, planet, and they're <laughs> hanging out with some claw. strippers.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the video games it's like, are damn, weird. Here's that hot ass stripper. Oh no, it's that chick who we don't know yet because this is a prequel. <laughs> I love the, <laughs> the idea, you
3: of
2: the Dark Queen being pro- portrayed as, like, an exotic dancer. Like, what what about her has to change? Like, in order to be a stripper, she would have to put more clothes on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not a long walk from uh, Dark Queen to, you know, exotic stripper. It's, uh, she is just a fucking stripper. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, you know. I don't know. Uh, you know, frankly, now I'm thinking, Johnny, you should have gone to that Battle Toads uh, strip review while you were in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. Like that, you know, <laughs> that needs to be a thing. No, yeah. no, no. I
2: See, just want John, know, like, we've established this. John went to Spain because that's where Vega is.
1: Ah, right. Or maybe he went to the planet system Lost Vega, and uh, you know, got himself some uh, some Dark Queen. Uh, you know stripper action with all that uh, that craps money he won i don't know S- I, did, dark-
0: I did i did i did all of it i went to Las vega i went to a tapas restaurant at the hotel <laughs> 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 and i
1: am very high right now <laughs> uh, he just
2: happened <laughs> to go to some like dark queen pachinko machine funded by konami
1: dude quite frankly i'd be into that like a battletoads themed pa- uh, pachinko machine sounds dope <laughs> Especially if it reveals the Dark Queen uh, as you win the game, like uh, like what was that? What was it? Major League, where they were trying to win the pennant, and yeah! revealing the, uh, the naked picture of the owner of the team.
3: <laughs> you win this know. pachinko
1: machine, you ultimately see an eight-bit naked woman, which is everything me, uh, the, everything I wanted in 1992. So, <laughs> That's, I, just, uh, I really don't good.
0: understand, like you know, the plot of this game is they're busy getting <laughs> an exotic dance. Like this, so they're getting a lap dance. Was that like written in the manual? Like, how's this communicated to the kids, and how did it get past all the forms of QA that had to exist? Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm like, saying. Hey, you know, yeah, this is for kids.
2: I mean, and, I mean, really, like you, you don't recall the Nintendo seal of quality, which got stamped on fucking everything.
1: True, yeah, you know, they didn't like, uh, didn't like, you know, strict uh, like clear portrayals I- of Nazis, but. Uh, battle toads being kidnapped by strippers, eh, it's okay. Like, <laughs> as
2: long as this doesn't have Nazis or a cross, it's good to go. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah gambling yeah. Don't strippers. Don't like Nazis, don't like God, but space strippers kidnapping, uh, you know, really muscular toads, yeah, okay. Here, yeah, here. We'll yeah. bite. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. So, Johnny, yeah. did you actually play this game to, uh, prepare for the show? Uh, no. I watched <laughs> some footage of it.
0: <laughs> I watched some as footage always, of it, it looks I pretty interesting. I your honesty. It got some. It's got some interesting level mechanics that aren't in Battletoads. Like there's a level where you're in a, um, uh, I th- you're like in a submarine shooting things kind of thing, like nice. a side-scrolling shoot 'em up kind of situation. Uh-uh. Um, there's a level where you're on like a jet ski instead of the. You know, it's kind of like Turbo Tunnel, but jet skis. <laughs> it's totally different. <laughs> it's yeah, Totally, totally same. different.
4: How many levels do you think you could get past?
1: Uh, probably. Th- sh- Point <laughs> five. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I'm sure the first level's easy, and then you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, given that it's a Game Boy game, it's probably hard as shit. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's, like, but it's not
0: hard d- as shit. Like, there's a lot of enemies. It's probably hard as shit. Like, you can't just you just can't it's see unfair. much. It's like, right, exactly. N- you're, you're,
1: your, your window is very very limited. It was <laughs> so, the Dark Souls yeah. for Game Boy. Indeed, you know, finally we found it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the dark God. souls of game boy games Ugh. but uh yeah, I don't know it sounds cool uh I just i mean I wasn't playing a I wasn't playing much game boy back in ninety one but I was playing plenty of the n e s Battletoads, which we've discussed at length, and we have no fresh takes on it John um, have you
2: ever played any amount of game boy
1: yeah, I mean, I had a game boy at some point, mostly okay. in like nineteen ninety eight when Pokemon came out, but uh okay. Yeah. yeah, no, like, you know... All Super the, all Mario the, uh, Land is
2: completely lost on you.
1: I mean, I've played that, you know, uh, I don't want to say uh, illegally, but, uh, you know, uh, downloaded it well, on well the computer that, at some point. Well, well, then don't say it, John. I'm not saying it. <laughs> just I'm saying say I downloaded legally. it on the computer and it was totally legal, right? Yeah. You know, uh, hold on, let me just check with the legal team. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to edit that part out. <laughs> um, I played it completely
2: totally legally on my Nintendo PC.
1: Yeah. Exactly. One thing another thing I I I really got
0: kicked out of is the fact that the the Game Boy port of the Aeneas game is called Battletoads in Ragnarok's World. And of course now when I hear that all I think of is like Thor Ragnarok but with Battletoads. That would be great. Oh my god. Uh, well, yes.
4: Well Hulk is green and that's kinda like a a toad color, um, so I mean hey.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna, gonna watch it other, and, I'm gonna watch it later with that before. in mind. Yeah. Ah.
0: Oh, and no. Jeff Goldblum is the Dark Queen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yes he totally is. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, See, Thor, the Hulk. See, now just imagine, like,
2: that sexy body with Jeff Goldblum's voice, and it's only made it more sexy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> who's the, uh, who's the guy that, uh, the bald guy with the guns, Scourge? So it's, you know, the game starts out, and it's Thor, Hulk, and Scourge, and they're hanging out in a, you know, casino planet, and they're getting a, a lap dance from Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and then they reveals that he's actually the Dark Queen.
2: (laughs) Can we please get a
1: movie? (laughs) Would watch.
2: Can we please get a movie, a Battletoads movie where the Battletoads are played by Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, and um, oh god, why am I blanking on his name now?
1: Yeah, you dug yourself in on this one.
2: No, no, I know this, um, oh, (laughs) Jesus Christ, because he was, he was a, no, he was (laughs) He was Anthony Hopkins. He's Bones. No, he's Bones in the new Star Trek reboot. He was Cupid on um, Xena. As God yep. as my witness, I know this. Carl Urban. That's the name that's I'm the looking one. for. <laughs> we need I was Battleto- not going to help you. We need a Battletoads movie with Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, and Carl Urban.
1: There, I yeah. said it. Done. I'd watch it. I'm not really sure if Mark Ruffalo, when he's not the Hulk, fits the bill of being a battle toad. But hey, you know, maybe they'll like revamp it and he'll be like kind of a nerdy toad. Oh, dear Hulk. Uh, like,
0: well he hulks into the toad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you wouldn't like this fist when it's angry. Watch this, kabow! <laughs> <laughs>
0: you don't think we could get uh, sued for this, do you?
2: <laughs> I know we're only like 18 minutes into the episode, but can we please have the episode title be "He Hulks Into the Toad"?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll think about it. We'll just uh, we'll see how the night goes. So, uh yeah, Johnny, uh, anything else on uh, Battletoads or Battletoads for Game Boy or Battletoads for the NES. Um, uh, you know. They really should bring this series back, and not just as Killer Instinct fighters. Like why hasn't there been a like a new Battletoads game in the last like twenty four years or so? Like, the same like reason it's, there uh, hasn't overdue. been a new
2: Banjo kazooie because <laughs> fuck you.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess that is true. It's it's a rare yeah. thing. So yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> rare just doesn't yeah. like me. <laughs> yeah.
4: Didn't they announce that they were doing a new one? I don't know. I'm pretty I'm sure, just sure
1: they, they came out it up as downloadable fighters for Killer Instinct, and then that was that. Dell Del says they're doing a new one soon.
4: Yeah, that's right. I thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's we'll look that up. Yeah. Feel like I should remember that. God, this year is just really running together on me. So anyway, yeah, can't wait for that new Battle Toads. You know, now that we're back <laughs> from watching that trailer, and uh, wow, you know, Johnny, <laughs> let's uh, let's keep it going, man. What do we got?
0: Game two.
4: Uh, this game contains 300 different characters and 15,000 lines of speech. Um, it has a cast of around 100 voice actors, including Ed Asner, Ethan Phillips, Jennifer Hale, and Phil Lamar. How many characters was that? Um, the cast, uh, let's see, the characters is about 300
1: <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs>
4: All right, gentlemen. How are you guys feeling?
3: I see.
2: Feeling 50% good?
4: Oh, that's pretty good.
2: Yeah. It's it's I one like of the, two like those ads. It, it's one of two things and I hope I got the right one.
4: Johnny is, uh, looks like he's working on a masterpiece there. All right, let's see what we got. Oh, man, we got a dick with a birthday hat. Uh, looks like it might be coming or peeing. I'm not sure yet. Um, so that's incorrect, Johnny, sorry. And David and John both say KOTOR, uh Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars. That is correct.
2: <laughs> awesome. I'm sorry, awesome. Jesse. Before you get into this game, I want to officially change my position. I would like the episode title to be "A Dick with a Party Hat."
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Johnny's birthday penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm but
4: sorry, that's a pretty good episode title. That's the Old too.
2: Republic.
1: Yeah. So Jeez, this
4: <laughs> this game is like the prequel of prequels. You know, like you can't have a prequel discussion without throwing in Star Wars. <laughs> no,
1: see, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, now, is this a prequel to a video game? Or I mean, is this just a...
4: If you think as the video games as canon, then yes, because, I mean, you've got these Star Wars video games that take place during the Dark Times or, or during, like, After Return of the Jedi or whatever. But then KOTOR is like, oh yeah, Shadows the Empire. And then you got KOTOR, it's like, Four thousand years before, what you got?
1: Yeah, this is a, this is a prequel to the uh, Star Wars uh, for Sega Master system that we previously used on the show. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, perfect, <laughs> you got it. Um, so anyway, uh, never played it. So Jesse, go nuts on Kotor. I know it is beloved, but uh, it wasn't in my uh, wasn't in my systems when I was uh, when it was out. So.
4: So yeah, this was one of my uh, top three reasons to own an Xbox growing up. And um, it was well worth it. It was a great... It takes place 4,000 years before the movies, which is, is nuts. Um, they actually had some comic books that took place around them called Knights of the Old Republic. And they're actually referenced in the game, which is pretty cool not like you know like hey i wrote this comic but you know like characters from them they're like dead they've been dead for like a hundred years so like people will talk about them still um you know you it it the story in the game is so fucking good um it's got a really good plot twist um like you wake up, <laughs> well, I, I'm just trying to decide what to talk about because it's just so. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say I just love it. It's like it's got a really good plot twist. Pause.
4: And I didn't know if I should like spoil it or. <laughs> I mean, it, I you know, say, I think spoilers.
1: It, it, it came it's out a... f- If I know it's fifteen-year-old old. <laughs> game. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think we're outside. It's okay to spoil it at this point. But so like,
1: yeah.
4: I mean, I don't. I, I guess you probably aren't going to go and play it, but um. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna put that in the uh, unlikely column yeah.
4: at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's basically what they did was they threw uh, Star Wars over Dungeons and Dragons 3.5, essentially, like the battle system. So, like all like the the battles and like trying to lockpick stuff are are dice rolls, but you don't see them. You just see the cool Star Wars stuff going on, and it was this cool thing that Bioware started doing. And that's it's basically why how Mass Effect and and uh what was it, Dragon? What was the dragon? Fuck.
1: Oh, uh Dragon yeah, Age Yeah, Dragon
4: Age, God, I don't know why it just blanked on me. But um uh,
1: blank on a video game that starts with Dragon <laughs> and it's an RPG? How could you?
4: Fuck. Fuck me, right? Yeah.
3: Chase. But um
4: <laughs> it had like like it had tons of voice acting. Like I f- didn't realize Ethan Phillips was on it, which uh that's neelix from star trek uh voyager so word <laughs> I,
1: I i need to know who ed asner plays and i'm really hoping he plays the player character
4: no i do i was just saying, oh. there's a lot of voices he like i've heard because i did play it just a little bit uh leading up to this and there's some like npcs that i was like that guy sounds like the old dude from uh that one show and that that's fucking Ed Asner. He's some like soldiers dude just like barking orders at you.
2: It's <laughs> awesome. Oh, of course Ed Asner is like the old guy barking orders.
1: Like, obviously. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> I mean yeah. He's gotta be an old something. He can't be anything uh anything but an old man in a video. It'd game. be really
4: weird so, if he was the, the, the enemy of the game, the the final boss.
1: God, that'd be so good. I can't do an Ed Asner impression, you know, yeah, otherwise fuck. I'd be just... Be, it's like None is, I mean, what do is an it? Ed
2: Asner impression because to do an Ed Asner impression, we'd have to add, like, 40 years onto our life. Yeah, that, um. I mean,
1: that really is just... <laughs> <laughs> he's just old <laughs> Like hes I feel like that guy's been old for a long time like he's one of those guys that like got his start in the 70s and he's like you know yeah. in his 40s but you'd buy him at like 60 and it's just like you know, yeah so this guy's the, been an old motherfucker for a long time
2: it's so yeah, like anytime the- you look at a character is like are they old and cantankerous yes they should be played by Ed Asner
1: yeah, I'm actually surprised, you know, looking at like the Wikipedia page for this and then for him that he's only been in like four fucking video games. I'm like, you know, he. Uh, I would have thought that he would been in more games. He's just he's an old man. There's got there's old man characters in a lot of stuff, <laughs> like, you know, and one of them is Up, the video game of the movie Up. Like, we <laughs> oh, I guess uh, yeah. Jeez, let's let's talk about Up. <laughs> I mean, if, if
2: we're gonna if we're gonna have like. Video game protagonist age and everything. Like, if Kratos is going to be an old man father, can we please get the new God of War Kratos voiced by Ed Asner?
1: Oh man, yes. I would, uh, God, we need to get in touch with him. You know, he's he's 88 years old. Like, huh. we might not be able to, you know, get that uh, get that done much longer. Yeah, like, yeah, we got fucking we got to
0: get. I got on top yeah. of this.
1: Yeah. And if you're listening, we have $65 in the Patreon account to record all this God of War dialogue. Will you please get in touch with us, Mr. Asner? I am, I think he's a subscriber.
2: And <laughs> um, if you're listening, and we know you are.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> and listen, Ed, I know john just said 40, but after expense, I mean john just said 65, but after expenses this is closer to 40. So this is our official offer of $40. To record all the dialogue for this God of War game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the next God of War game, which we are writing, is going to be great. (laughs) It's going to fix all the problems of those other God of War games. (laughs) Mostly by having Ed Asner. Um, Yeah, Um, it's also funny when you were listing the, the actors, you were like, oh, it's got Jennifer Hale and Phil Lamar. I'm like... They were both in Metal Gear Solid 2. Jesse, what are you pulling here? Like, <laughs> well, also, yeah. like, it's like, it's
2: got Phil Lamar and Jennifer Hale. So does every other game with voice acting ever released. Right. that's
1: true. Exactly. It's like, oh, it's got, it's, it has got features Kevin Michael Richardson. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> like, uh, but, yeah, you know, it really had me racking my brain for a moment in, like, a Metal Gear game with Ed Asner. And I'm like, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> okay, fucking stay. scrap it. Um, Mr. Asner, I know we've offered you the forty dollars for Metal for God of War. We'd like to offer you forty dollars to play the role of Old Snake in Metal Gear Solid Six. Oh yes. Oh
1: dude. Fucking. That'd be so good if he, you know, if he was both, uh, you know, Old Snake and Liquid Ocelot in the next Metal Gear game.
4: You know, <laughs> Kojima would come back for that. Yeah, he would. Yeah.
1: Uh, He'd or, be like, you know, "How
2: did you know what Death Stranding was?" Kojima would just be sitting there like, no, I'm done with Metal Gear. We got Ed Esner to play Solid Snake. I'm listening.
1: Yeah, you know, I think, knowing Kojima, he's probably one step ahead. Ed Esner is probably already a voice in Death Stranding. My money's on that baby.
3: Oh my uh, god, game of the year
4: for the next five years, if that's the case. Dude.
1: <laughs> Uh, I really I really can't wait to see what that game is and you know, I know it is, there's not gonna play the baby in it, but, but frankly, did, like why the fuck not? Like why couldn't it be that?
3: <laughs>
1: uh,
2: I'm, sorry, so I'm just dear imagining Tojima. a cutscene that I'm just imagining a cutscene in that game where you just turn to the baby like, Oh, that was a rough spot, wasn't it? And the baby just has a cigar in its mouth, like, oh you're telling me, kid. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even born yet, and I'm already tired of this world. <laughs> like,
4: <laughs> now turn that flashlight on those weird ghost things. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, we should. You should have canceled the Walking Dead.
2: Uh. <laughs> See, anyway, I mean, Up, KOTOR. Up is a great. Up is a great movie, but they really should have swapped the roles where Ed Asner was playing like the <laughs> fat Korean kid.
0: <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that would spawn some protests.
1: It might. So, in the, you know, with that in mind, we uh, we should swap Ed Asner in with the yeah. dog. Um, you know that I would also watch. So Kotor. Um, anyway, Kotor. This is this has all been a discussion of Kotor. Thank you, Ed Asner, for that. Good lord. This is what happens when you de- like, do a deep dive down a really long, tenured actor's Wikipedia page. <laughs> this is what happens when you do a
2: deep dive into Ed Ashnerville.
1: Yeah, you end up at Death Stranding. Um, so, uh, yeah, KOTOR, it's, uh, it's like a universally beloved game with, uh, with Star Wars stuff. And so is it turn-based or action RPG? It, or uh... The
4: way it's set up is it's turn-based. But it doesn't quite feel turn-based because, like, your input and your commands, and then it's all happening, like, at the same time. So it's got this, like, like, cool, like, fluid combat for the time. You know, I mean, it still looks a little chuggy because it's Xbox, but, you know. It looked, looked, uh, for the time, it was like, wow, like, the lightsaber battles looked really cool. You know, they are deflecting Mm -hmm. each other and, you know, underneath all the die rolls are going on
1: do you think that uh, this game put like an unrealistic expectation on people for the actual movie prequels to be good
4: well I think uh, episode one had already come out
1: right I th- yeah I think so too and I'm like you know you think people played Knights of the Old Republic and then you know it's like oh fuck man uh, we should probably go back and add some more action to that end scene of uh, Attack of the Clones. It's not quite busy enough. Can we... Uh, <laughs> let's up the numbers by about 50%.
4: <laughs> I don't know, because this game... like the, uh, th- There is action, but there's also a whole, whole lot of talking and stuff. I mean, it's a big Word. RPG. And it just and
1: like the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, uh, does the talking take it? place while walking? <laughs>
0: <Just> say, that <laughs> okay, sounds generally. like Phantom Menace. This? Do people say we must hurry? Then casually walk out of the room.
4: Um, I'm trying <laughs> to think.
0: No, but there's
4: um, a really cool like mini game called like Pizak that you play. It's fun. It's like this like card game. It's kind of like blackjack. It's weird.
1: Um, it would be kind of funny if it was like you know honoring the prequels. Every room in the game was just kind of a really basic room with some columns, and then just like they like green screen swap different textures on it. And you can only walk in the game, and it, you know, <laughs> it'd be uh, it'd be pretty uh, pretty good, man. But anyway, I'm, I'm not packing on the prequels. You know, I, I know you like them. And so, but uh, this game's just so cool, and I know that everybody loved it. That it's like, you know, I wonder if it had some kind of effect on people enjoying the next couple of prequels. Like,
4: <laughs> I don't know. I th- I do think that this game was when I lost my uh, Edge status because uh <laughs> you know at the time you know we're all a bunch of you know stupid teenagers and i was oh i'm going to be dark side as fuck and kill everybody yeah and yeah. and so i got to this one part and it's such a stupid part but it made me really <laughs> upset and like I was, like, basically berating this Ithorian for some information, and he's like, you know what, just fucking kill me, my family doesn't even care about me, you know, I got no friends, Mm. there's just nothing going on in my life, so you'd be doing me a big, big favor by killing me, and I was like, Mm. fuck, that's depressing, I feel real (laughs) bad now, and... Yeah, (laughs) and so like from then, my character stopped being a dark side character. (laughs) It was so fucked up.
1: (laughs) Your karma just started ticking up. (laughs) Yeah. feel like if you have a conversation like that there needs to be a mechanic in the game to like adopt that character and yeah. just be like come on you're hanging jesus christ that's upsetting you should come hang out with me for the rest of the game okay. <laughs> like, you're my son now yeah yeah oh my god <laughs> it's gonna be all right like where's the hug button
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um <laughs> but, oh my uh, god. it introduced
4: yeah. like this uh really popular character hk47 he's a droid that uh he likes murder and whatnot and uh, he calls humans meat bags, and um, he always he'll be like, um, "God, what's the word? Not question, but the um, the smart word for question."
2: Inquisitive?
4: No, like it's a word. Wise ass? No, like never mind. But like, so <laughs> so basically, you wake up. In the ship that's being that's under attack, and you hear Ed Asner over the PA system. He's like, "Get to the station." Is the word query. Um, it might be query.
1: The the chat's <laughs> blowing up with the word query. Okay, yeah, it
4: must
2: be I'm query. Gonna go out on a limb and say it's query. But
4: he'll yeah, be like, "Dell
1: Direcrow and whoever this input impossible person is, all say query." I'm gonna get some query.
4: The force is strong with all of you, and yeah. uh, so he'd be like, "Query." Why must we not destroy all the meat bags? You know, he'll, uh-huh. he talks like that. He's, he's very he's such a wise ass. Like you did like you were right, David, when you said wise ass. He is a wise ass. He's, he's incredible. But if,
1: but if he literally starts everything with query, you know, well, only very, questions. it's a robotic wise ass. Only so.
3: questions, yeah. Like basically
4: right. whatever type of uh, sentence he's going to say, he'll start it off like statement you know, yeah, something like that. Because he's a robot, mm. yeah. and
1: he's got to preface it like, and he's going to try and query his way into being able to kill people. That's a, that's a sign of a good robot. Yeah,
3: you know, yeah. They're
1: always wanting to kill people. It's just when, uh, you know, just when there's rules in place that they can't. So maybe he can query his way into being able to kill somebody.
4: It's yeah, and he's got a cool yeah. design. He's 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 a pretty cool robot. Um, I was actually going to use this game last week, but I saved it, and luckily. Came in handy. Um,
1: Thank goodness, because yeah, Star Wars yeah. games—they're always el- eligible for a robot theme. That's easy money. But uh, you know, got to bust it out of the, you know for the prequels every now and then. So awesome oh, that was pick, right man! Last week, wasn't it? It was robots, and uh, you know now we're talking prequels. And you know, great a uh, great prequel, classic game. You know, uh, I was going to spoil
4: the twist if you wanted me to.
1: I think I feel like you should do that like after the episode, and I'll just like edit it in, and you know, it'll blow everybody's mind. Oh, okay. Or you can just do it right now.
4: Well, I just I just thought you guys might want to know it. It's, it's pretty cool, I think. All it right. is. go, go so, nuts. Are up up you the bad love guy? To
2: hear the twist.
4: So you wake up. I think John just nailed it. So you wake up, <laughs> and like you don't know where you've been and stuff, and then eventually you meet this Jedi lady who fought. Uh, Darth Revan and defeated Darth Revan and, but unfortunately now Darth Malak is in control and you keep hearing about how powerful Darth Revan was and all this and then uh, eventually you find out you're Darth Revan and that Jedi just like fucked up your brain to make you not know you're Darth Revan and then you decide if you want to go back to being evil or you're like oh I guess I'm good now so I'll fight you Darth Malak
1: but, damn uh, that was really I cool. don't mind have the,
2: blown.
1: I don't have the uh, dun 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 sound effect, so I guess this you, is just going to have to do.
3: <laughs> You're just right, you do
2: have the air horn. Play the fucking air
1: horn. Yeah, yes. but it's not the dramatic twist music or dramatic twist sound. It's, you know, it, it, you know, it's a dope ass twist that you got there, man. Like, you know, what? I'm Darth Revan? <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's the I'm, dramatic wait, wait, twist wait. at a college stadium.
1: Yeah,
0: wait, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm Darth Revan. I was <laughs> so uh. expecting the. Uh? <laughs> oh, that
2: would
0: have been good,
1: Johnny. Let's do another take. What do you got?
0: All right. Wait, 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 wait. I'm Darth Revan. Uh?
1: <laughs> yep, I wait, think wait, that's wait. the winner.
0: <laughs> I'm Darth Revan. Space. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is sense. Star Wars,
1: so that follows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, good no, times, man. Jesse, yeah. anything else on uh, on KOTOR or Star Wars or awesome uh, air horn twists? No, I'm good. Hell yeah. Johnny, let's keep it going to the next game, man.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that never gets old. Sure doesn't.
3: Oh, my God.
1: Let's see, this is our fan request for the evening, and I probably should have written down who sent us this fan request. 99% sure that I know. Yes, this is uh, indeed a fan request from Patreon superfan tier Dell at Delition Hikari on Twitter. Uh, thank you very much, Dell, for the request. So this is the third game in this series and the second game in the canon. And despite early builds of the game, including the ability, the final release did not allow the main characters to fly. How's everybody feeling about that one?
4: You said this, oh, You said it was the third game?
1: Third game in the series, though it takes place before the second game in the series.
2: Okay, mm-hmm. I feel good.
1: That you know, that that last song should kind of push you in the right direction. It's got a distinct sound to it. Ooh. ooh we got answers coming in. David says Banjo kazooie nuts and bolts, which is unfortunately incorrect. Johnny and Jesse both get it. It's Banjo Kazooie: Grunty's Revenge.
2: Hold up, this is the third game in the series, but it's not Nuts and Bolts, which nope, was it's Grunty's the Revenge. Th- the third game in the Banjo Kazooie series?
1: Banjo Kazooie: Grunty's Revenge released well before Nuts and Bolts for the Game Boy Advance.
0: Boom.
1: Oh, fuck me in the Ozark yes uh whatever that means that's a specific place yeah yeah you know, we don't kink shame on here me. but i don't even want to know what that means um but yeah so this uh this game it came out in 2003 for the game boy Advance. it was the first game that rare published after being bought by microsoft so it got like no press um it's uh, and they tried to do their best to make a Banjo Kazooie like uh, ex- exploration and like platforming game on like a Game Boy Advance, and apparently it's it's fine. From what I'm reading, it's like a gentleman six, like it's it's okay. Uh, Hi. but uh, the main thing that's interesting to me is is how they worked into the story because you know in the Banjo Kazooie, spoiler alert, you know you knock Grunty off the tower, or whatever she land, uh, she lands back in Spiral Mountain. There's a giant boulder crushing her. You know that's where that 's where banjo kazooie ends. Banjo tooie begins with her getting up out of that boulder and murdering bottles, which is just absurd, but this one it's uh it starts it starts out and she's still under the boulder and that green henchman of hers with the lab coat's trying to push the boulder off and he can't get it out and he comes up with the very odd idea to suck her soul out from underneath the boulder and put it into a robot version of grunty
4: sounds legit.
1: Yeah, and see, this would have I been thought great on last week's theme too. Oh man, yeah, you know, god damn! You know, are all prequels involving robots? I mean, geez, I think so? Man. The, you know, so that's a that's a solid plot. Like, you know, put take the soul from the witch, put it in a robot. Now, if I was trapped, if my physical body was trapped under a giant rock, and somebody put my soul in a robot, my thought would be, I'm going to move the rock. And have my body back as an option for uh, you know I don't know whatever I want to do with a you know actual body, but no that's not what happens here, uh, which you know seems like a plot hole right off the like right off the bat like now that she's a giant robot she could just push the rock like and then boom Banjo tooie yeah. but uh, no instead uh, she gets her soul put in that robot and what does she do she goes and kidnaps Kazooie. And then hatches the remarkably odd scheme of going back in time to make sure that Banjo and Kazooie never meet, thereby uh, she never gets defeated in the first game and changes the timeline. So it's a little Back to the Future, it's a little Terminator, and it's a little Banjo Kazooie. Amazing. Uh, oh, pretty fucking interesting, guys. <laughs> it
4: sounds really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, except pretty great. <laughs> it's on Game Boy Advance, so there's your uh, there's your problem. Like, it's, uh, I don't, I, mm, mm. Hey, David, I'll, what's up, man? You've been humming this whole time.
2: Um, I will defend <laughs> the Game Boy Advance. The Game Boy Advance is a tremendous system, and yes. I'm going to completely contradict that statement because, mm, see, like, looking at the history of Banjo Kazooie, there's Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie this game on the Game Boy Advance, Banjo Pilot, and then Banjo Nuts and Bolts. So, like, Nuts and Bolts is the third console release, and that's where I got my confusion.
1: Good. Glad to confuse you, because I definitely didn't (laughs) say console release. Um, But yeah, no, you know, uh, I have no issues with the Game Boy Advance. It was a fine system. But Banjo-Kazooie is kind of a uh, seminal, like, 3D platforming game, and, you know, it belongs on the Nintendo 64 or, you know, a nicer version of it later on would have been, would have been fantastic on the GameCube or the Wii or any system not owned <laughs> by Microsoft. But, uh, alas, we are never going to get that, but no, the Game Boy Advance doesn't quite make sense to me. Like I, I get, they probably tried their best to, you know, boil down Banjo-Kazooie and make it a, make it a Game Boy Advance game, but like, no, it's 3D game. It should be a 3D game. Like I, you know, I don't know. I, I I just can't see it translating well, yeah. and I from what I'm reading about it, I don't think it did. <laughs> this sounds so, like it
0: would have worked a little bit better if they did it on, say, the Nintendo DS and made it 3D. That would have um, been dope. But um, by yeah. then
1: they were too deep into the Microsoft years, so. It mm.
0: looks kind of like a
4: Zelda game, but with, Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. Well, and, with know, Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, yeah. The graphics aren't
1: bad, and it's got good music and like good sound effects. Apparently, you know, one of the limitations that people cite with the sound is uh, they had to cut back on the number of sounds each character makes. And so they they said the uh the voices in the game are kind of annoying. I'm like My voices up? in a banjo kazooie game a little bit annoying? No way. <laughs> like do you remember how they talked in the first game? <laughs> I like, you mean you're not, not tired ma, 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 ma. of eighty versions of g-oy? Yeah. Or just
5: <laughs> I wish.
0: So now I they had to it cut it down to like versions. two of each. <laughs> Yeah, which
1: 80 bambo, versions of Kool Aid. Yeah, love it, but yeah, no, I guess it would get a little annoying if instead of like ooh 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 ooh, it's just ooh uh, ooh uh, ooh uh, ooh uh, ooh ooh uh, ooh I mean, yeah, I don't know. It seems like a very gripy thing to cite as like a negative towards this game, <laughs> but uh, I get it. You know, we uh, you know, people nitpick, but yeah, it, uh. I don't know. It it looks like it could be cool. You know, I guess if I had a Game Boy Advance and was up for a fucking collectathon, I'd go for it, maybe. Like, you know, it's still the same Banjo-Kazooie. You gotta get the Jiggies and the Notes and the Jinjos and, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, I guess if you like Banjo-Kazooie and you're hanging on to that Game Boy Advance, you know, you probably gave this a shot, maybe. But, I don't know. It, uh, you know... Seems like it could be fun. I, I was surprised by how well the soundtrack translated to the uh, to the Game Boy Advance hardware. Like, I started listening to this to get the music together. I'm like, oh damn, this sounds almost just as good as the Nintendo 64 version here. Man, they they got that banjo in there pretty good. But it's not great. Yeah, Curcio. Really they didn't threw even bother with it. Was like,
2: there's no way this is on a handheld.
1: Yeah, I know. It doesn't even have the Game Boy Advance like hiss in the background. It's <laughs> it's very strange. <laughs> I was uh, impressed. So. You know, props to you. Substitute Grant Kirkhope for you know putting together a fantastic <laughs> soundtrack. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a handheld banjo Kazooie game, and it's not Banjo Pilot. David, did you ever play Banjo Pilot? No. Did anybody? I, what, what, what was the I've never even heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't asking was like, like, if, you were Je- if Johnny or Jesse played it. I mean, literally anybody ever. Did anybody ever play Banjo-Pilot?
4: I did see someone in the chat earlier seemed to, like, he, they mentioned Banjo-Pilot, so...
2: Probably Dell, because Dell loves some obscure-ass games. <laughs> it's
0: wasn't that like the a, one that was originally going to be a Diddy Kong Racing sequel on the Game Boy Advance, and they transformed it the last minute kind of thing? Yes, Probably. I think they did. Oh, I have heard of that, then. Yeah.
2: Because there was but. also, there was Banjo Pilot, and there was the, um, oh god, what was it called? There was a Donkey Kong racing game played with the, like, GameCube bongo adapter <laughs> for the Wii.
1: Oh, um, and I, like
2: the Those were kind of tied together.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck. I think they were making a Donkey Kong, ra- like, racing game for the GameCube, and then it got canceled and, like, ended up becoming, uh, like, Donkey Kong Barrel Blast or something like that. But, Barrel what Blast, do I know? Blast, that's what of us. Yeah, you know, man, Nintendo had a weird few years there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it but
1: did. Uh, Anyway, yeah, nobody's played Banjo-Pilot. Uh, very few people <laughs> have played Banjo-Kazooie Grunty's Revenge. Uh, though, it, it does sound fun, I, you know, seriously, thinking about, like... You know, uh, like a Terminator-style scenario involving Banjo and Kazooie, you know, fighting off a giant robot witch. I mean, yeah, that that sounds like something that's uh, right up my alley. But uh, you know, again, not on the Game Boy Advance. So I don't know. And also, a, a question about really the the plot of it. I mean, we you know, we'll do a deep dive into this. You know, you're a robot witch. You're going to go back in time to make sure that Banjo and Kazooie never meet. So in doing that, you kidnap Kazooie. And take her back in time with you? Like, why not just go back in time without kidnapping somebody, guaranteeing that Banjo will then come after you? I mean, come on, Robot Witch, you gotta think these things through. It's very weird. It's- yeah. Just go back in time, kill them both <laughs> like, Yeah, <problem> it's <laughs> exactly You're a robot witch now You don't need to kidnap anybody Just go back in time to win their little babies and kill them Like, you know <laughs> You find an egg and squish it You find a bear cub and you drown it And there's no Banjo-Kazooie Like <laughs> It's a robot I'm witch, sorry. man oh. She's brutal <laughs> oh.
2: Oh. I'm sorry, I was taking oh. a bathroom <laughs> break I missed it Is it actually a robot witch?
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, you you know, you'll okay. have to listen to the podcast version to get the recap, but uh yeah, it's uh it's Grunty's soul in a robot and uh traveling through time. So it's a pretty amazing fucking, fucking
2: terrifying.
1: Amazing plot for a game. <laughs> so, but uh anyway, yeah. So, you know, Grunty, maybe not the best uh plot, you know, uh thinker uh thinker througher. But uh you know, hopefully they'll explore that again one day in a future Banjo kazooie game because that's totally gonna happen, right? Yeah, right?
0: Game 4
2: This is the 7th game in this series. It is a prequel to the 6th game in this series and it is the first game in this series released in America. Who's got those guesses ready? (gasps) Alright, so, John Harrington says Fire Emblem, Jesse Moore says Fire Emblem, and John Regan says, ooh, Fire Emblem. That is correct, we've got a hat trick. I'm so glad you played the air horns without me having to ask.
1: Oh, dude, you don't have to prompt me for that. It's, a, it's an easy, uh, easy win when there's a hat trick on the board. Um, man.
2: Also, I really want to go through the episode and just take out that sound clip of I'm so glad you played the air horns without me having to
1: ask. <laughs> ah, awesome. So, uh, David, what is Fire Emblem?
2: Fire Emblem is a shield.
1: Thank you. That's honestly, that's seriously what I was asking. It's It's like, like, what the fuck are these games named after? (laughs) You got it. We get each other, David.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, throughout the series, the Fire Emblem is like a magic shield that protects you from a dragon, because there's always a fucking dragon.
1: Yeah, because were these bound by the same name? Or like, or what the weren't they at some point called, like, Shadow Dragon or something like that? Like, or was so it, like, a loose he, series he, in Japan? I mean, like...
2: <laughs> so, the series, like, continued like, it started on the Famicom in Japan and continued on, and it was this, like, massive, popular series of tactical role-playing games with a fantasy setting, and nobody in America had ever heard of it and nobody gave a shit. And then a little game called Super Smash Brothers Melee came out. It Which, was like i don't know uh, what this that? game is but i want to play it
1: yeah back in 2001 that game was not trash it was just the best new thing we'd ever played and then it's like oh you know new challengers coming it's who <laughs> marth roy <laughs>
0: from
2: what
1: yeah they're playing dope new music on the temple stage what is happening right
0: now like you know marth and roy they're those guys in
1: vegas that do the tiger training (laughs) (laughs) god that's got to be what they're based on right (laughs) yeah (laughs) so fire emblem shadow tiger um at what point in the series does marth get mauled by the tiger (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's just a Shadow Emblem featuring Martha and Rory and their pet tiger.
1: Hey, tiger! <laughs> <laughs> so, um,
2: already this discussion has gotten off track, and I'm loving it. <laughs> so, um, Super Smash Brothers Melee came out, and it got, I'm losing it, And just... Is there a tiger in ye- Smash Bros.? John, you laughing is throwing me off so much. I can't stop picturing so, them as Siegfried and Roy now. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> so uh <sighs> Smash Brothers mainly came out featuring Marth and Roy. So Roy was the star of Fire Emblem 6. Uh. And when Fire Emblem 7 came out, they're like, you know what? Everybody in America really seems to like these guys. Let's release their game. <laughs> Which doesn't feature either of them, nice, <laughs> but um, yeah, so this is Fire Emblem, I believe it's Reka No Ken or the Blazing Blade, as it's been translated mm. in America, it's just called Fire Emblem, right, but it's a prequel, so um Lynn and Ellawood hook up and have a kid, and that kid is Roy who is famous because of Smash Brothers.
1: Okay, I like it. You know, if I may be so bold as to say it, uh Roy, he's our boy. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah.
2: I would get behind that. I would get behind that with an entire crowd behind me almost chanting,
1: Roy's yeah. our boy. It's kind of funny, you know, back when uh you know, when they skipped over Roy for a uh, brawl and brought him back for uh, Smash Brothers Wii U as downloadable content, I actually got really pumped. I'm like, oh man, I miss Roy! <laughs> like, <laughs>
3: uh,
1: that, yeah, that takes me back to, you know, the good old days of 2001 when I first learned who Roy was and then didn't care to discover anything else about who Roy was by playing the Fire Emblem games. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. It's a Game Boy Advance game. How was I supposed to play that? With a Game Boy Advance? How absurd. Um, so, um...
2: I I actually have played this game, and this is the this game is the only reason that I give a shit about Fire Emblem, um, and this is the main reason that I like Lyn. Um, as longtime Game Netune fans know, uh, I adore Fire Emblem Warriors, and when they announced Lin, I was like, "Fuck yeah, Lyn is in there!" This is the only reason that I care because Lynn was the main character of this game for the prologue, which is the first, like, ten chapters. So I got this game because I played the fuck out of Melee. I was like, hell yeah, Fire Emblem. I want to see what that game is about. And I was playing it, and I played through the prologue, which is kind of like the tutorial teaching you about the strategy elements of this game. It's all about Lynn and her story. I was like, fuck yeah, this game's awesome. And then I got to, like, chapter 11, when the, the like, real game started, and I had to rechar- restart the chapter, like, Four times because my characters kept dying. It's like, all right, fuck it. I'm done with this
1: game. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so the game, it takes until chapter 11 to get started.
2: Well, because there's, um, and I'm not sure, like, if they knew this was going to be the game that they're going to release to the West to kind of introduce them to Fire Emblem. But there, there is a prologue section. There's like 10 or 11 chapters mm. that all star Lynn and like her campaign and everything and it's kind of a tutorial kind of an easier section and then it gets to the section starring Ellawood and Hector who are like the other main lords of the game right and that's when the game like starts um and that's where it gets a bit more challenging so i was playing it was like yeah this game's really fun i'm enjoying this like oh oh wait no fuck it let me go play like you know. Something without permadeath. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, That was the thing that kept me from really getting into Fire Emblem is, I mean, I know that, like, Awakening had, uh, like, the option where it didn't have to be permadeath, but I'm like, well, I'm not going to choose that. That's the pussy option. Like, I'm going to play Fire Emblem the way it was meant to be played. If a character dies, they die. And then it's like, man, I didn't want that character to die. Fuck, I don't want to do this over again, though. <laughs> like... <laughs> And, like, I think I ended up letting, like, one of the main characters die by accident. Like, <laughs> you know, uh it's all about having kids or whatever. And, like, one of the mothers of the kids in Fire Emblem Awakening died. And I, had, like, I hadn't had her in a party in, like, five chapters. And it's like, she's having a baby with, you know, so-and-so. I'm like, wait a minute. No. Fuck. I... Why didn't anybody tell me? Like you're letting a main si- main story character die right now. <laughs> like, it's uh, it's tough, man. I can't I can't grapple with that permadeath stuff. It's uh, <laughs> you know. See, I like that's my, what uh, I like
2: you know. Oh when fire emblem warriors just come out it's like hey we've got all the characters from awakening it's like oh that's cool i I didn't really play it but you know i appreciate it we got all the characters from fate it's like oh that's really cool we got a bunch of characters from the remake of the first one it's like oh marth you know that's why it's like we've introduced lynn fuck yeah (laughs)
1: sold it's
2: like now you have my
1: attention yeah well, oh, cool, man. Uh, so, yeah, I mostly knew Lin as a uh, assist trophy in Smash Brothers Brawl. <laughs> that was uh, that was my introduction to Lin, so maybe I should have played this game. But it uh, sounds like I would have gotten... I'm telling
2: you, like, based upon the first ten chapters, this game is great. Yeah! After that, eh, it's a little rough seas. Well, yeah,
1: that's, uh, you know, I can't... Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know about that permadeath, man. That's, uh, that's, that's tough. That's a tough sell. Like, they at least need to, I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe they do have this, but, like, (laughs) I feel like you should get, be able to have multiple save slots or something, where it's like, alright, I'm gonna continue on this one, just in case, you know, Lin dies, though, I'm just gonna be able to load that one back up, like, I don't know, or, maybe just, like, frequent saving, like, in the middle of battle, like, before I make this move, let me save, (laughs) because, uh... I uh, you know, I'm not very good at strategy games, and I'm probably gonna walk right into some kind of trap, like, I'm gonna march up to this guy and stab him with my, you know, fucking sword, and then, like, three guys on dragons are gonna surround me and fucking kill my character, like, I'm bad at these things, so they should let me save before every move.
2: So, <laughs> where, like, I feel like I should probably pay, play Awakening, just because, like, it's a little bit more casual-friendly, and permadeath isn't a thing. But also, I have Fire Emblem Warriors, who's like, okay, direct your battle, guide your units, and then just, like, action, hack and slash, fuck up an entire army. It's like, no, 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 that's the game I want to play. Yeah. That's, no, that's how I want to do this.
1: That's the fun version of Fire Emblem. The, uh, the, you know, deep dark secret is that I don't care for strategy games all that much. Uh, it's like, you know, I like these characters, I like this setting, I like, you know, uh, the world that it's set in, but yeah, I think we've established before on the show, like, eh, I don't care for the gameplay of Fire Emblem. <laughs> like, <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, anyway.
2: I mean, if they made, like, a straight-up turn-based RPG version of Fire Emblem, I'd be all about it, but it's just the, like, directing the battle strategies, <laughs> like, I just... I don't want to think that much. <laughs> I really don't. Now, yep. is
4: this the Fire Emblem that was available for ambassadors on the... 3DS
2: so the 3DS ambassador was a fire emblem um, it wasn't blazing blade it was I think sacred stones it was the sequel to this game which I don't think was a direct sequel because this is one of those games here fire emblem is like final fantasy where there's a shit ton of games and the continuity isn't one right after another after another so again, like game seven is a prequel to game six, and I think the game that's on the 3DS Ambassador one is technically the eighth game released, but I don't think it's tied to six or seven at all. Hmm.
1: Word. Well cool. Um anything else, David, on Fire Emblem? Uh, you know, in general, or Fire Emblem, the Game Boy Advance game that's the seventh game in the series. Or uh Roy, Lynn, uh, Marth, anybody?
3: Uh
2: Lynn's cool, Roy's cool, Marth is not as cool. Not a but, fan. You
1: know. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, you
2: <clears throat> know. Marth. Two to each their own, but like
1: uh. Yeah, exactly. Nobody likes Marth. He's the Millhouse of Fire emblem. So anyway, um, you know, great pick, uh, great soundtrack, and uh, I think we got to keep it going to the uh, to the next game. Johnny, where are we, man? Game. <laughs> So, this is one of three games released in this series over the course of a 10-month period in what was a publisher-driven effort to widen the audience for this established series. This game sold the worst of those three, possibly due to being a real-time strategy game in what had been a traditional RPG series, or possibly due to being a direct prequel to a game that never came out in America. Right, I think everybody's thoroughly confused. Uh, I do apologize. I slightly misspoke during my trivia. I said this was a traditional RPG series. I meant to say it's a series of RPGs, uh, but it's not really a traditional RPG series. So, sorry if that threw everybody off. You're, you're all excused. You get points anyway.
2: If my answer is wrong, I blame
1: you. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Dun, dun. Uh, okay so uh, Jesse Moore says uh, four swords which is unfortunately incorrect John Regan has uh, that birthday hat penis uh, now jizzing onto a birthday cake and David has the correct answer it's heroes of mana yes
2: I think Johnny should get a point
1: I'll give John a point for that It is his his birthday. And I told Jesse I'd give him a point too, so.
2: Yes. So that's three points in one (laughs) round. I believe the correct sound is. Uh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Close enough. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Heroes of Mana. David, I'm sure you played this one as a big fan of the Mana series and a prominent DS owner in the group. Am I right?
2: Oh my god, this was my favorite game, um, originally released in Japan as Seiken Detsuno Heroes of Mana, which is a 2007 real-time strategy game for the Nintendo DS, he said, not reading from Wikipedia.
1: (laughs) Nice job, man. That was convincing. Um, man... I, you know, I can tell you're just a, a fountain I'm... of knowledge about this game and its development. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, no, so yeah, I was. Uh, you mean you mean this game developed
2: by Square Enix and Brownie Brown, published by Square Enix, whose director was Take Ori? Yes,
1: yes, of course, the very same. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. Uh, I was surprised to find in my uh, research for this that there were so many Mana sequels or prequels. Uh, released around this time, there was uh, this game released on the DS. Prior to that, there was uh, fuck. I, I had this earlier. I should have known this. There, you know, there was a uh, one for the PS Two, which I feel like I really should have known about because um, it was essentially Dawn of Mana. Dawn of Mana, yes, and it was essentially like Kingdom Hearts, but it's Secret of Mana game. And uh, you know, I'm like, damn, that's. Uh, that's something I've been wanting for a long time. <laughs> a do you mean like a fully 3D a
2: secret just say do you mean like a secret of mana action RPG or like secret of mana characters interacting with Disney characters? I mean
1: that you know that would be good too. That's essentially what Kingdom Hearts is. Uh, you know, but um no, it's it's just it's a, you know, action RPG set in the, you know, Kingdom Hearts engine, but it's like the mana world as well. It's like, oh, that sounds delightful. I wish I had known about that. And then I'm like, "Oh, it came out for the PlayStation Two in 2007. Of course, I didn't fucking know about it." Like, <laughs> um, and then yeah, there was uh, it was Heroes of Mana, and the other one was uh, Children of Mana, which was uh, another one for the DS. And that one was a uh, was the, like a was
0: that the one with Clive Owen?
1: And uh, Michael Caine. Yes, it was, and it, you know, quite frankly, the movie was better, but uh, the the game they tried to replicate those long extended takes as best they could, but it uh you know it just it was kind of tonal it was a tonal shift for uh, for the Mana series to you know. Children of Mana suddenly like nobody's having babies anymore, and it's set in a you know modern dystopian setting. It was it was fucking weird. It was a weird departure for the series. Uh, that and, see now it, I'm
2: just thinking of Michael Caine in a Secret of Mana sequel, and I'm thinking of like Secret of Mana Jaws three.
1: Ah man, I just wish I had my old soundboard up. I would I would say Secret of Branka, and it would be uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every year I go uh, on holiday. Yeah. Every year, and, I went to the mana I'd Fortress.
2: A, a fernet branca.
1: <laughs> I'd sit there at the cafe on the Manor Fortress and order a fernet branca. Um, but it's no. It's
2: almost as if we have Michael Caine on the show today.
1: Yeah. Wow! I should sell that impression on Fiverr. That was uh, that's going to be our new source of uh, revenue for this show. Excellent Michael Caine impressions. Um, But yeah, so Children of Mana was like a a dungeon crawler with the, like, randomly generated dungeons, which is not up my alley at all. And then, yeah, this one, uh, fucking Heroes of Mana, is like the least up my alley of anything that's ever come out of the Mana series. It's a real-time strategy game, and apparently you control it almost completely using the DS touchscreen, like, and uh, from what I've read about it, apparently, like the uh, AI and stuff, you control a lot of units going around these uh, these war- you know, little areas and fighting things, and they're terrible. Like, they don't go where they're supposed to go, and it's like, oh shit! Like that—that that was a nightmare when I was playing Secret of Mana, and the third ca- like character was controlled by the computer and it got stuck behind a tree. I can only imagine trying to play a real-time strategy game where the other characters won't
3: do what you need them to do. <laughs> like,
1: um. But yeah, so it's just funny that they were trying to crank out fucking, like, mana sequels, uh, you know, in 2006 and 7, and just, you know, it's like, man, you guys don't know what, like, people, can't, like, you don't know what makes the mana series good at all, do you? And I realize now that, like, they kinda haven't had the flick on what makes the mana series good since, like, Secret of Mana, or possibly in Densetsu 3, like, uh... It's I don't know th- you know those games are good. Secret of Mana is great. Seiken Densetsu 3 I never finished it, but it you know it was following in the footsteps of Secret of Mana and trying some new things. And then it's like oh you kind of got it wrong starting at Legend of Mana and you never really recovered. Like this is, uh, this is a weird uh, weird thing for you guys to do, but it's also weird because again it's a prequel to the only game that didn't come out in America. This is a prequel to Seiken Densetsu 3. So if you're trying to get me to care about this. How about this? You finally released Seiken Setsu 3 here in America, Square, you motherfuckers. Like <laughs> you know, that family I mean I can
0: see why they I can see why they didn't release it in America. That title's really hard for us to say. Yeah, I know. It's
1: almost like they would have had to call it Secret of Mana 2. <laughs> like it's it's tough translating uh, things. I'm a That's nuts.
0: Wasn't mm.
2: Secret of Mana 2 Final Fantasy Adventures?
1: No, that was no. actually the first game in the Mana series. That was... Uh, Final Fantasy Adventure came out before Secret of Mana. It was like the precursor. It wasn't a prequel. It was just the first game in the Mana series. But,
2: uh... How is the first game in the series not the prequel to later games in the series?
1: Because it came out first.
0: Yeah, to be a prequel, has to come, it has to be physically released. That's come out after. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess technically it's a prequel, but, le- like, you know, you don't think of it like that. Because, like, you know, you make the prequel to explain stuff from the previous work that came out. Yeah, right? are we like, just you know, now
1: getting around to defining prequel? I mean, good God.
0: You know, is... Like, I wouldn't call Back to the Future 1 a prequel to Back to the Future 2. Right. You know?
1: If anything, I mean, Back is is to the, the Future 2... a
2: basis, but...
1: If anything, Back to the Future 2 and 3 are prequels to 1 because they go back in time and they alter the timeline. Boom, I'm getting confusing Mm. on you. No, but like, you know, the (laughs) Godfathers... No, if
2: anything, Back to the Future 3 is a prequel to Back to the Future 1 because it takes place in 1885 rather than 1985, whereas Back to the Future 2 takes place in 2015.
1: For part of it, and then they go back to 1955. And 1955.
0: And 1985 alternate. Don't be
1: glib, David. Yeah.
0: Ugh. Everything is a prequel to everything if you think about it too hard.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely true in Heroes of Mana. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's a prequel to the one that didn't come out in America, which is a seems like also an unfortunate mistake. Like, okay, you know, we got you know we're trying to revitalize interest in the Mana series. What do we got? How about a real time strategy game? Okay, that sounds like a terrible idea. What's the story? It's a prequel that takes place 19 years before the one that didn't come out in America run with it. Like, you know, let's do it. <laughs> like, that's so I love
2: the idea of the executive. It's just like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. Go with it.
1: Go on. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but, yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's a real-time <laughs> strategy game and uh, it apparently doesn't work very well and it's, uh, it's a prequel to, you know, Saikin Setsu 3, which I'm still really fucking bitter about having not come out here in America. Like, you know, it's it's too fucking cool. I played the fucking fan translation of it, which was not excellent. You know, it's, it's fine, but, like, it's baffling to me that that's the only game in this series that hasn't had some appearance in America. Because, you know, it sets up a cool, like... You know secret of mana adjacent world I mean there's like you know warriors and there's beast men that's that's one of the big things that second and three introduced and this game kind of elaborates on there's a there's like a continent of beast men like in the in second three you get to play as like a guy who you know he's like uh I guess you know I always equated him to a werewolf because there's a day and night cycle and when it's nighttime, you fucking turn into a stronger version of your character and beat the shit out of stuff it's really cool. And this one kind of elaborates on that, like they're invading the Beast Kingdom, and I'm like, you know, that sounds nice, but I don't know, I don't have as uh, much attachment to this story, because you never released the fucking original game in America, you jerks, like, (laughs) and I don't play real-time strategy games, this is a terrible idea. (laughs)
2: the way you describe it sounds like Secret of Mana Cross Altered Beast and I am all for that game
1: yeah that'd be great (laughs) a fucking uh you know uh, like a multiplayer RPG that you could play with uh you know warriors and beast men yeah that sounds fucking excellent you know what doesn't sound excellent real time strategy game on the DS um and I feel like over time they just kind of blanded the series up. Like, I don't know, like, there's no definable, like, secret of mana aesthetic. So it just seems like it's gone more towards, like, bland anime stuff over time. And it's like, eh, ah, that's too bad, man. The series really lost its way. The, uh, the one way that it did lose its way, though, you know, the music in this game, pretty excellent. And it's uh, composed by, uh, I'm going to give David a chance to shout out. David, you know, without looking, who am I telling you the composer for this game is?
2: I'm gonna hazard a guess that it's Yoko Shimamura.
1: Fuck yeah, it is.
2: <laughs> Fuck yeah, Yoko Shimamura.
1: Game that tune, all-time leader Yoko Shimamura, back in the house for Heroes of Mana, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've used so many of Can her games. Can we please
2: <laughs> add that to like the permanent soundboard? That anytime <laughs> anyone mentions Yoko Shimamura, we just blare air <laughs> horn
1: abso fucking
0: <laughs> So I'd love to be at that nightclub when Yoko Shimomura airs. Oh, dude, it would go the fuck
1: <laughs> off. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> fucking, uh,
2: you know what? O- officially, I'm not even gonna, like, submit petition. I'm just gonna decree it as former Absurd King Yoko Shimomura is the queen of Game That Tune. <laughs>
1: Just picture walking in like a big Vegas nightclub and you know Yokoshima comes on, the DJ sees her from across the room, flips the record, and puts on like the Radiant Historia soundtrack and then just like starts scratching it. <sighs> uh, no, it
2: just flips the record and it's an entire like LP of just airhorn sounds.
1: <laughs> That's Yokoshima the
5: motherfuckers!
1: <sighs>
5: uh,
1: I've been saving this. <laughs> Uh but anyway, yeah. So uh, you know, the music's the best thing about this game. Uh, I think from what I can tell, this is a bad game. And uh from what people uh from what people said about it in like in its time, it's a mediocre game that nobody bought, just like the other two mana games that came out at the at that time. So, you know, I don't know. I love the I love Secret of Mana. I was about to say I love the Mana series. I don't. I love Secret of Mana. I wish it had a better series attached to it. <laughs> Cuz <'Cause>, uh <laughs> You know, it was something special. Now it's not. It's just kind of bland crap, and Square couldn't get it right. So, I don't know. I'm glad they hired Yokoshima more to make the soundtrack, though. So, uh, Johnny, let's, uh, let's head over to the calculating computer, my man.
0: Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Boops.
3: Damn
5: it, John.
0: Scoring complete. Perfection. This game's winner is... John Regan.
5: Oh
1: my god. Nice. That's amazing. I was gonna say, like, you know, it, it almost felt like we should've just set this one up to where John didn't get any points tonight, and he got a classic Johnny win. You know, just, like, gifted to him as a birthday present, but... Yeah, you know, Johnny actually scored a couple of points. Uh, I guess a couple of points no, off he that. He earned this. He, he earned earned the points with that birthday dick. <laughs> so uh, it's a pretty uh, good birthday dick. Speaking of birthday dick, we should speed through this oh, uh, yeah. this ending. <laughs> so, uh, <yeah.
3: laughs>
0: Johnny,
1: what's the theme for the next episode, my man?
3: <laughs>
0: lay in pipe. Oh, I think you know what next week's theme is. <laughs> it's lay pipe.
1: <laughs> Game that too. Free play! Hell yeah, motherfucker! All I'm
0: thinking about right now is is George Lucas slamming his dick in a microwave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: It's so weird to hear that free play
1: jingle without all the additional shit in it. Yeah, we embellished it so many times and then just, eh, let's go back to basics. So, uh, you you can bet your, uh... You bet your ass it's going to be uh, embellished by next week. So look forward to that. A fantastic game that tune free play coming up on the next episode. Happy birthday, John! This was uh, this is a great episode. Thanks Thank for uh, you. thanks Thank for spending you. your birthday with us. Um, <laughs> good lord! So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a great episode. Thanks for everybody who watched along live with us. We're live every Wednesday night on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. We love hanging out with you guys. Check us out at those websites slash game that tune. Uh, join us in our Discord channel. We have a lot of great chat going on in our chat room, and uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Thanks to everybody listening in podcast form. Podcasts come out Wednesday mornings, uh, and they're available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, so check us out there. Uh, thanks to uh, everybody that goes and checks out patreon.com slash Uh We've got fun exclusives in the works. We've got uh, occasionally GTT gyms. we got a new episode of Jesse's Covered Up Show coming up, uh, covering who, Jesse?
4: Uh, Mega
1: Ran. Fuck yeah, Mega Ran on covered nice. up. Coming up. Uh, we do mixtapes. Uh, we've got a fun, fantastic exclusive for our patrons coming up tomorrow night as of this recording. We're doing a live commentary for the Super Mario Brothers movie, and patrons get VIP access. So you should check out patreon.com slash game that tune. Uh, check yeah. your messages, patrons. Yeah, <laughs> all patrons check your messages because you are VIPs now and a special thanks to our patreon super fan producers alex messenger and lance revere you guys are fantastic um thank you for uh thank you to adele for his request tonight uh he sent us his request via twitter at game that tune but you can send it to us on email at game that tune at gmail.com find us on facebook find us on twitch find us in the discord find us anywhere uh, we would love to take your requests and uh yeah you, uh, you can hit us all up on Twitter I'm there at jgangsta187 you can find David Fleming on Twitter at DFD Fleming. you can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at sega underscore legend and you can find the birthday boy tonight's winner John Regan on Twitter at <laughs>
3: jpreganjr
1: <laughs> hell yeah John so what's the bonus tunes man what are we going home with Of course. Battletoads is copyright 1991, Rare Limited. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is copyright 2003, LucasArts Entertainment Company, LLC. Banjo Kazooie Grunty's Revenge is copyright 2003, Rare Limited. Fire Emblem is copyright 2003, Intelligent Systems Company, Limited, and Nintendo of America Incorporated. Heroes of Mana is copyright 2007, Square Enix Company, Limited. All right, and we're out. And you're in.
0: Hey, I'll see you guys later. I'm not going to the crowd. Bye. <laughs>
1: Johnny, just continue having sex with your wife as though I'm not wearing this hat.
4: <laughs> I know I normally don't wear glasses, but <laughs> the camera's in the glasses. Yeah. You don't want to freak the hell out. Dude.
1: <laughs> I also, I'm normally not here during your sex, but I really, yeah, I need some pointers, man. Can I just, can I take some notes?
2: <laughs> I just had to watch you while wearing this giant foam cowboy hat. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine
3: the performance
1: issues Johnny would have if I was in the room wearing a giant foam rubber cowboy
3: hat?
5: Are you still recording? Fuck yeah. Of course I am. (laughs)
3: Yes! That's my goal. Give me me a second. Oh <laughs> god. They go just just
2: I I think I'm going to catch more breath.